Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's show, we're going to be covering the Baron front row forward position. So we're going to be discussing the top five most owned front rowers in NRL Supercoach 2023. We're going to go through the premiums, the mid-price maniacs, and the cheap options in the front row. Maddie's got a little bit of a game that we're going to be playing a little bit later as well. And uh, we're going to reveal our current front row forward. So a lot to talk about. I'm your host, the Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, the Supercoach Matrix. Maddie, are you struggling to find some uh, good value in the front row forward like me? Yeah, I was. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I was looking for, I suppose, a bit of value. And I think I've found it by going light on and can bolster some other spots. So I'll let you know what I think there. And Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Sounds good. I, yeah, I, I'm very similar. Like, I, It's been really hard to go through front row forward and, and kind of want to go premium. I mean, uh, so when I reveal my team at the end, you'll notice I've gone pretty light in the front row forwards. Uh, I think there are some pretty good cheap options uh, in front row, but we'll talk about them a little bit later. But before we do dive in, uh, guys, if you're watching us on YouTube or following along, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button uh, to subscribe to the channel. Your support's really appreciated as we grow the channel and uh, continue to release some uh, really good super coach content for you guys so you can win the 50k. Um, mate, as always, uh, we always start with the top five most owned. I think they're obviously the, the big talking points in, in each position. So we'll, we'll kick things off with most owned. And I was like, why are you so obsessed with me? Now, I'm, I am very obsessed with Stefano Utuikamanu. Now, yeah, as, a, away. as a Tigers fan, mate, that is, the, you know, when we watched that first game, uh, that first trial, it was about a week and a bit ago now, um, he did a bit of everything, really. He scored a try. Um, I think he ended up scoring 70-odd uh, in the first – I think it was 73 in the first trial. Super coach points, which was elite. Um, obviously not amazing minutes, but he doesn't need them. He's got a pretty good PPM um, over his career. 
Um, is he in your team at the moment, Matty? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And after coming off a couple of injuries, he hit my radar after that first trial game because I was waiting and seeing. Uh, and obviously, he was on everyone else's radar too. He jumped up 11% after that first trial and up another percentage and a half after the second trial. Um, yeah, so I think people are just looking to save some cash at front row forward and he's 320k with a ceiling higher than this roof and yeah yeah that's right i think it's uh as a tiger supporter watching stefano over the last couple of years i can understand how frustrated he would have been trying to break his way into this team and, and riddled with injuries and, and things like that so it's nice and hopefully we get a full season out of him we can see what he can do on a bigger scale um pretty exciting speaking of tiger supporter uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're in the same boat i've already bought grand final tickets uh based on our win the other day how about you yeah yeah after like i can just see it we're gonna knock the cowboys out in the uh in the semi-final just like that 2018 and um yeah blokes like blake moser will be there and yeah we'll uh we'll be holding holding the championship trophy i love it that's uh yeah look hopefully we uh get close to the eight that's that's all i'm asking for i'm not <laughs> buying grand final tickets let's be honest <laughs> um mate uh speaking of cheap now we're moving into the second most owned uh, this one is a, a little bit of a, I guess, a contention one. But twenty five percent owned Franklin Pele from the Bulldogs at two hundred and fifteen thousand. Is he in yours? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was on straight away. I'm not now because um, I'm actually just not sure he's going to get a run anymore. Um, mainly because he didn't get a run in that second preseason game. He did look really good in that first trial, and I do think that there are now some better cheapies that have emerged. Maybe not better cheapies, but just guys more likely to play. He's extremely talented, and we spoke in the Bulldogs pod. You know, we did a bit of research and looked him up and looks like an absolute machine. I'm just not sure he's going to be there, and I want to spend money, even the limited amount of money that he is, in people that are going to generate cash, and if he doesn't see the park, he's not going to generate cash. Yeah, it's hard to see um, him getting a starting gig with uh, the with the front row forwards that they have in that in that squad at the Bulldogs. Um, I think the one thing that is playing into his uh, hands a little bit here would be the Tevita Pangai Jr. injury that we just found out today. So he's going to miss the first four rounds uh, at this stage. So does that open the door for Pele to get some extra minutes there without TPJ in that squad? I, I hope so, but I'm going to plan as if he's not there. Because it's gonna be it's gonna be really refreshing if I can just like pop in and change a two hundred and sixteen k cheapie that's gonna be coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. There's a, a couple of guys that I'm keeping my eye on that are gonna sit on my bench that that look like they could find some decent minutes and and could actually end up getting starting gigs in their squad. So it's definitely my preference. Take us into the third one, Matty. Yeah, talking about guys that aren't gonna be coming off the bench, uh, Ruben Cotter. 23% owned, 620K. Uh, yeah, I think you can really do a lot with 80K. And I plan to use the difference between Cotter and Tarpany's price in other more valuable positions. I still think Cotter will be able to generate cash. And I think he's a chance of being the best front row forward, especially in that first 13 weeks. It might be someone I have to move on once we, once we head into the origin period because he... Being a front row forward, you're probably a bit more likely to get rested through that period or at least get limited minutes. But he was one of the first guys I added, especially when I started calculating that Cowboys draw. And, yeah, I think if you're looking to splash any cash in front row forward, this could be the best value. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think we mentioned in the previous podcast when we covered the Cowboys, um, we went into a bit of depth there. But I reckon you're getting him at an $80,000 discount just to start the season anyway. I reckon um, he should be 700 k He averaged 50 over the final six rounds of the year last year because he was hampered by that hamstring injury and um, never really got back into the rhythm that he had pre-injury. So I reckon you're getting him at a discount now. And if you're going to splash the cash at front row forward, which I'm not doing personally, but I can understand why you would, um, Cotter's probably the go-to guy, and it seems like he is for the rest of the Supercoach community at the moment because about a quarter of teams are on top of him. So, Yeah, um, I just get a little bit worried. Like, I just want to have one guy that I can depend on. Like, you know, if Stefano gets injured, like, how can you move 300K around to get somebody that you have to play? It's a little bit of a safety net for me. Yeah, yeah, you can plug and play him every week. You know, you're going to get your 60-plus. It's You're pretty confident in knowing what he's going to do. He's not an unknown player in the league. We saw what he did last year. So a bit of a breakout season for Cotter. Hopefully he can continue that on. Um, number four, mate, you've already mentioned him. Um, we had a little bit of a bolter bet on Joey Tarpany. Uh I said that he was going to average less than 55 to start the first five rounds of the year. Um, mate, it's... Obviously, you've just mentioned you prefer Cotter over Tarpany, but can you understand why people are splashing the cash? Yes, yeah, so I don't prefer Cotter than Tarpany. That's probably a bit of a misconception because I've been talking about Cotter so much. I think Tarpany's the ultimate luxury front row forward. I like Cotter's price. I think Cotter and Tarpany can sort of battle it out for those best sort of front row forward positions. And, yeah, I'm just going Cotter, I would actually really like to be able to go Cotter until round 13, hopefully make a little bit of money, and then then move on to Tarpany, uh, being a Kiwi, coming into that origin period. I think that that's, you know, I've made a little note in my Google Drive that that's, you know, just to remind future Maddie what to do. And, yeah, if Tarpany's, you know, line ball there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend the money then. Hopefully he doesn't make too much because he is young, loves an offload, good player, survived Ricky Roulette. Um, he lined up at lock the other day, um, which I'm not sure why they would play the best front row forward in the world in a different position. Um, but it's Ricky, and I don't know, maybe it means more minutes for him. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know do what you, he's do thinking. You, do you think the more minutes is going to hurt his output? Do you feel like the PPM might drop a little bit if they're asking him to do a bit more through the middle? Maybe, but if your PPM drops 0.1 and you play a few more minutes, then we're in the same position, aren't we, for super coach? Yeah, that's right. I think if he got an extra five to 10 minutes, it nullifies that anyway. So um, I think from memory, he averaged around that 60-minute mark last year, and he had a slow start to the season as well. He definitely played less minutes in the first, I think it was six rounds. Um, so, yeah, I can – and, and also on the back of this, I'm a big fan of Tarpany as well. He's someone I'm going to have this year at some point. Um, I just personally will not start with him only because the last two seasons he started slowly. Uh, I've mentioned it a few times in, in previous podcasts that he has started slow, but again, he had a bit of a breakout year last year. So does he continue that? Um, there's a risk in not taking him. Can I, I'd say anybody on this list, right. That we're going to talk about today. Can't really hurt you too much in the front row forward position. They're meat and potatoes based footballers. You know, they get their tackles in, they get their runs in, but they're, that there's not massive attacking upside in a lot of these guys that we're talking about, but Tarpany can actually hurt you. Um, so it's a risky play missing him because he only scored two tries last year. Um, this guy's a pretty well-known try scorer, um, especially when he was playing in the second row. You know he can get over the line. So 
it's risky not taking him. I'm not going to. I'm going to spend the cash elsewhere. And like you mentioned, the half, the five eight, the fullback, those high upside positions, I'd rather get a little bit more for my money. Um, yeah. I wonder if you don't have the money there if you don't have the stepping stones to get to him, though. Like, I think the way that you've structured your team, which I think is way better than me in some other positions because that's where you've spent the money, you're really going to struggle to get him later on. And he burnt me last year, so... I wish I could just spend 700k and get him, but I can't. Maybe Cotter gets me up to 700 after those first 13 rounds. He's still floating around the same. Like you're not gonna, you classically don't captain or VC a front row forward. So you're right. You're not gonna be doubling up, and it's not gonna hurt you too much if he falls over for a try and does score 100. Yeah, agreed. Um... I do, I do want him. He's just too much to start the season for me. But uh, people, 21% own, so people are just riding the wave, um, which I can't talk you out of. Quality player, <laughs> we know he's going to be good. Um, I'm just going elsewhere. So, mate, number five is yeah, a guy a that a I tie. have. Yeah. It, uh, so yeah. the first one I have him, the second one I haven't looked at the whole time. It's funny because <laughs> last year I started with Payne Haas. This year I'm starting with Christian Welch. Now, a bit of a difference in price. Um, I think Welch is, what, mid-400s, I think, from memory. Yeah, yeah, 460. Um, yeah, and then Payne Haas is 662. And it's funny, we're looking at Payne Haas, and we know in previous years he's been the best front row forward in the game, um, taking Supercoach out of the equation, but also he's a great Supercoach player. But over the back end of the season, Payne Haas with those shoulder injuries, uh, those AC joint problems that he had for both shoulders, he... Um, had a bit of a, a drop in performance through the back end of the year. He only exceeded 65 once in the final seven rounds of the season. Um, so that's what you're wanting from a guy at 662K. You want to get 65 minimum every single week. So I think people are off him because he had such a bad run at the back end of the year. But we've got to remember this guy's coming in healthy. But there are question marks over him in what's going on in his life at the moment, Maddie. And you're a Broncos yeah, yeah. supporter. So. A, lot of, a lot of that's off field. And. I like I'm mainly playing it into the fact that he was banged up at the end of last year. And I think Kevy will see that and they'll look to use Carrigan a bit more because Carrigan is maybe a bit more durable there and more looking at the emergence of Patrick Carrigan letting Payne has maybe his PPM will go up, but he'll just play a few less minutes. Um, he won't be as, as tired. He won't be as banged up. I, I'm looking for him to have a really great year, um, but not for Supercoach and not at that price. Is there logic to take him instead of Tarpany? No. Yeah, good. I just think you're spending an extra 40K. <laughs> I don't want to sugarcoat it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I probably yeah. watch more Payne House than, uh, than most people that's on this on this pod, and he's, he's just a really, really good football player, but... Tarpany's a different beast. There's so many questions. Like, we're not talking about Tarpany taking less minutes. We're talking about Tarpany maybe getting more minutes. We're talking about Payne House getting less minutes. He's coming off some injuries. Um, you know, it might not be. You hear a bit of the off-field off stuff, and I'm not talking about his mum. Like, he's not very well. Sometimes he gets in fights with his teammates and everything like that. And it's got to play on your mind when you're selecting these players and spending a lot of your money on it. You've got to be doing something wrong when your home crowd's booing you on the way out and booing you every time you touch the ball. And now that it was with that contract saga that was going on last year, that probably would have played a factor into into the decreased performance too, I reckon. Yeah, like, and, and if he thinks he's not getting what he's worth, is he going to give 100%? No, probably no not. Chance. 
yeah, unless unless point. unless we keep winning, and you know we can get him back on board, um, he's probably gone after his contract anyway, for sure. But uh, yeah, look, I'm not spending 660k in super coach for him. Fair shout, mate. Um, my front row forward one is Christian Welch, and the reason for that is because he's at 460k, so he's in that mid price kind of bracket um, that we'll talk about a few other options in that mid price bracket soon, but. It looks like from the first two trials, one, he's a, he's the leader of his pack at Melbourne now with Nelson Asofa Solomona. Like, he, he, he's the guy. He's the leader. So coming back from the Achilles um, injury is the concern for me. Um, is his, I guess the one thing, though, that's talking me around on him is the fact that he's had previous PPMs of 1.3 and 1.2 a couple of years ago before that injury. The guy just gets through a ton of work. And it looks like Bellyache has let him offload uh, this year. Uh, he's given him the offload license to flick him out the back. He did it a few times in both the trial matches, which is probably the one thing I was looking for from Christian Welsh because we know that he's an offloading beast. Um, if he does that, he'll score you, you know, an extra 10 to 12 points in offloads every single week on top of his awesome base and that PPM. So at that price, I reckon you could probably get 600K output from Christian Welch for 460000 to start the season, and then I can spend that 140 elsewhere. Yeah, so I've had him. I've had a lot of looks at him. I talked about him in my Storm podcast. He was in our Storm podcast. He's actually in it. And, yeah, I feel like you nearly talked me around uh, out of him. Um, you know, guys coming back from their ACL. Is it just these trial matches that's got you back on? No, so the, the, so with the, I mean, ACL and Achilles a little bit different, but with they're very similar injuries in terms of severity. Um, but the difference is a lot of guys when they're coming back from an ACL have had either a limited preseason or a limited off season where they didn't get much work in. Christian Welch got injured exactly a year ago in round one in 2022, so he's had a full 365 days to do his rehab. Normally, rehab for injuries like this are like six to nine months, I think, depending on how you're tracking. So he's had. A full preseason with the squad. He's played both trials. He doesn't look hampered by that injury at all. Um, and I, I feel like normally you would worry about that uh, that injury, but I don't, I'm, I'm not really worried about it because he's had such an extended rehab period. So um, that's probably been the main thing for me. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Oh, you might have just talked me around. We'll see. We will see. There's plenty of good options we're going to talk about soon. So, uh, mate, before we dive into the premium options, um, We've got obviously an unlimited code, Molten Fantasy Sports, and the NRL Super Coach. So if you want to jump in and compete against us and compete against the community, uh, the code is 451840. So 451840. Take us on. We've got nearly 100 people in there at the moment, which is good. So let's keep that number rising. We're giving away a championship Super Coach ring at the end to the winner as well. And we're going to get the winner on the podcast at the end of the season. Um, so plenty to play for in that. So jump into that. Mate. So let's move on to our premium options. How much is this, Marie? It's very expensive. It is. It's very expensive. <laughs> and Mate, take us through the first one because you carried him nearly all last year, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It starts really expensive. I carried him and rode the wave that was Tino last year. It started a bit slow. Um, yeah, and it felt like an absolute masterstroke by the end. Uh, he wasn't very well owned at the start. Uh, I sort of had him in that. In you know using the duel, having him in front row forward, um, he was the perfect slow burn. Um, with Tarpany being a Kiwi and us not having to worry about Origin, like this time I'm looking towards Tarpany. Um, I'm just really going to struggle to get him in my side, especially at 705k as a front rower. Um, 
I'll be watching the Titans because I think their coach is a bit of a loose cannon. Uh, watching whether he's going to play lock or front row forward will be really important in, you know, my analysis as to whether I will ever make the plunge on Tino. But he's going to have to come back in price a bit before I uh, before I hop on him. Seven hundred and five k for a front rower. I'm not really interested. Yeah, I mean the one thing to consider here is does the jewel earn you the extra five grand uh, in, in flexibility within your squad? Would you look at him over Tarpany, for instance, as a pod, uh, 10 or 15% difference in ownership, and also then have the second row flexibility to move him up and down based on trades um, if you actually needed to? Would that be worth more than 5000 bucks to you? Yeah, but it wouldn't be worth where I miss him in the origin period in this case. It would be worth $5,000 difference if, Joey Taps was going to go play for New South Wales and Tino was going to play for Queensland. But being a Kiwi, um, yeah, I've got to take that into account and that's worth more than 5000 to me. Perfect. Perfect. Mate, we, we'll skip past Tarpany. We've already talked about Tarpany. We're, we're obviously big fans. So we'll move on to the next guy who's just gone over from uh, Newcastle down to the western suburbs of Sydney to the West I'll, I'll leave you. I'll go get another Big, beer. Big David, Take us away. <laughs> Big David Clemmer, mate. No, look, honestly, there isn't a lot for me to say about Clemmer. We know what we're going to get with him, a really low ceiling and a really high floor. I think when I looked at his scores, I think there was nothing under 50 and nothing over 75, like nearly all year. You, you pretty much know you're going to get that 55 to 70 from him every single week. Um, he's 2% owned. And with a 63.9 average last year, but he's 672,000. It's 50K more than Cotter. So you've yep. got to say, am I going to take Ruben Cotter at 620 or am I going to take Davy Clemmer in a new team? Uh, obviously, he's going to be the leader of the pack, but they've got a really strong forward pack, the Tigers, this year. They've done a lot of good recruitment. So, yeah, uh, he is the big dog, but new team. Uh, yeah, too much uncertainty for me to start with. I'll, he'll be a close Robbie K. Watch this space. Watch, I think. If... He won't be a watching classic. Um, I'm playing a bit of draft this year, so I'm yeah, I'm keeping an eye on him because I think he might go under the radar a bit. And sometimes I just really like that consistency. But if he was the same price as Cotter, which he's not, he's 50k more expensive. I'd still take Cotter. Yeah, yeah, I would too. I'm, I'm with you there. Um, take yeah. us. Uh, we, we can kind of skip past Payne Haas, but take us to the next guy. Yeah, Joe Off and Gowie. Um, I think if he didn't have dual, no one would even notice him. Um, he's a good, solid player, had a really good season last year. Um, but with so many bigs coming into the Tigers squad, you just talked about him. Um, yeah, it's hard to look at him, isn't it, at that 644K. He's another bloke that, for example, is more expensive than our boy Cotter. Yeah, he's a, there's a lot of uncertainty around how the pack lines up for the Tigers as well. I mean, where does Johnny Bateman fit into this this squad you know, when, when you look at the, the squad at the moment, we've got Stefano and Davey Clemmer up front. You've got on the edges, we know uh, you've definitely got John Bateman or do they use him at lock? Because at the moment, they could use Joe O up front or they could use him at lock. I don't know whether he's a, a lock. I, I don't know whether I would play him in the 13 jersey. Um, do they use him off the bench? Like that, there's so many options that they have at the Tigers. You've got Sean Bloor and you've got Fanua Pole and you've got all these young guns coming up through the Tigers that want to have a crack and want to get these positions. And yeah, I, I just don't, I don't think he's someone that you look at this year unless he proves himself to you after the first few rounds. But can, in, in saying can this, Joe before, play sorry, on an edge? he probably can. He probably can. He, he's pretty versatile. Um, mm. But would you play him on an edge over John Bateman? 
Um, probably not. No. So, um, mate, my my guy next, big Tohu Harris. I, I talked up. I spruced Tohu Harris in the Warriors pod. Six hundred and forty k dual position, eight percent owned. Now, the only reason I like him is because he's coming back into a second year off an ACL rehab. You're not impressed, but. I feel like he won't get back to 69 average. I reckon he'll probably sit mid-60s, and that's still an improvement. I think he's priced at like 60. So go on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm sending you for 10. Yeah, no, I'm, I think it's a shocker. <laughs> no, not a chance. All right, I'm, I'm pretty confident that he'll be back to his best this year, I reckon. But again, we're, we're comparing him to Cotter. I'd be taking Cotter every day of the week over Harris. Oh, that's, and, that's... It's, and it's much the and it's much the same. I don't think you, as much as you talk about Tohu Harris, I don't think that you'd ever put him in your team. I don't think you're that dumb. So, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm pretty dumb. So <laughs> if we, we'll see what happens. But uh, if he if he slides in draft, maybe might be a pick up. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how we go, mate. The next um the next guy we've only put him in premium option because he's 512k and that kind of sits around that. Mid-range price, I guess, but it also probably falls into premium. Um, Luke Thompson is a funny one for me. I, when you look back, at, I think a couple of years ago, like 2021 had elevated stats in it. We look at 2021, and there was you know every single player improved dramatically. Um, so I don't I don't know whether we look at 2021 as a really good indicator of how a player is going to go this year. But looking at what Luke Thompson did in that year, he's a he's absolutely a Robbie K. Watch this space. He's an awkward price, though, and he's 3.4% owned, and the Bulldogs have just brought Kikau over. So, you know, also there's been six blokes named in the leadership group at, at the Bulldogs, a bit of, bit of West Tigers going on over there, and Luke Thompson was not in that group. Uh, and as a senior player within the club, it, you start to ask questions as to, you know, why was he not included in a leadership group? Is he is he someone that maybe they approached him and he said, no, uh, well, I want to go home soon or, or whatever it be? Um, yeah, that way too many variables there to look at, but... I, I read a lot into like uh, people's initial reactions to hearing something, and I heard um, I heard about TPJ going down. And I thought, oh, Luke Thompson. Then I thought, thought about it, thought about it for another twenty seconds. I was like, yeah, nah. still, yeah nah. still not touching him. <laughs> not at that price. I mean, you got to look at the guy that's going to get opportunity, um, and one of the cheapies we'll talk about um, that will probably benefit from the TPJ injury that we spoke about at the start. So we'll cover Franklin Pelé a little bit later. Um, mate, that's premiums unless we've missed anybody. 
Yeah. Um, I feel like when we go through premiums as well, we're not going to list every single player. We'll, we'll go through the ones that we feel are going to be super coach relevant for this season. Uh, but obviously, if you have any questions about a certain player and you're watching us on YouTube or, or whatever, or you follow us on socials, flick us a message or drop a comment and ask us about the player that we've missed and we'll more than happily cover them for you. Um, mate, plenty of mid-range or mid-price maniacs uh, this year, and it's what's sponsored by Midrange Matrix. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, a few tins after that one. So, uh, <laughs> it's good, good, good notes. Can't, though. can't so, hit the midrange take... at, uh, at basketball. That's about it. So, yeah, yeah midrange Matrix. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's start with Tom Gilbert. Uh, he was originally in my team to start off with because I think you get excited. There's a new team coming into the comp, and you have a look to see if there's any value. You're like, oh, Tommy Gilbert. You know, he was good last year. He's gonna go you know, go play for the Dolphins. He's going to go ham. Um, but then you look around him and you get worried about how bad the Dolphins are going to be. And we just saw that trial. They got absolutely pumped. <sighs> look, I'll watch him, but I think, like him being worth nearly 500K in a great Cowboys team, what makes us think that the Cowboys, what makes him think that he's going to be any better for the Dolphins? Like Nothing. Is probably me answering Telling my own question. Dream. Telling yeah. him he's dreaming. There's no way. 16% owned as well. So, I mean, he's pretty well owned. I don't know whether they'll be using him as a bit of a place filler for that kind of price range until Teamless Tuesday. Maybe there's some people that just threw him in at the start when everybody was sprucing him up and, and kind of just left him there and they'll wait for the team list to drop. He is a jewel, um, which is nice. Um, but yeah. I have noticed, so we did these notes a couple of days ago, but it's back to 14% after the uh, Dolphins got an absolute toweling. So trending in the right yeah. direction. It's pretty tough, mate, to get any sort of points when you're standing underneath your own goalpost waiting for the conversion from the other team, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. We, um, we actually spoke about it, and I uh, – sorry, I'm jumping in on your notes. Um, <laughs> you're talking about a 55 average. I'm not even sure that he's going to get a 45 average. Yeah. Yeah, it just like depends priced, what minutes he gets. Yeah, priced at a fifty, um, he's going to have to make a lot of tackles. Yeah, I mean, are you going to rely on him making fifty tackles a week or no. forty tackles a week and 10, 15 runs? So ah, he's going to be knackered. They're going to they're going to start using Ray Stone, who's probably a better tackler. But let me have a chat about Dan Saifidi. Uh Four hundred eighty-four k, only seven percent owned. A couple years ago, Safidi was averaging one point one. Clemmer was that big alpha dog, and Safidi sort of digressed. Clemmer's gone. Safidi sort of has to be picked in your super coach teams. I know he wasn't that impressive in the first trial, uh, which, look, if you're a front row forward, would you be super interested in playing trials? Like, all you do is, is get down the middle, bang up, make tackles. Look, I honestly feel a lot more comfortable spending 484K in the front row than I do on a bloke. You know, spending seven hundred k on someone like Tino that they're going to be looking to do a similar thing. Uh, the Knights aren't that bad. Um, he's the leader of this pack. I reckon the team's a bit, you know, structured a bit better with um, with some of the buyers that they had with Jacko and everyone coming in. You're getting a representative player for good value. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with you. He's somebody that I had in my front row very recently. Uh, and I've just freed up the extra 170, I think, to go to Stefano um, and use that cash elsewhere. I was going with two mid-range options in Saifidi and Welch. Um, uh, he'll be good. Uh, he'll probably get you to 550, 600, and then you can upgrade him to someone. Um, 
and, and like you said, he's the guy now. Him and his brother are the two guys that are going to be carrying that pack now that Clem has gone. So it does open up opportunity in the Knights forward pack. That's sort of my <sighs> biggest decision is Welch and him. Like I know that you've went went high down and probably always oh had Welch for the last week. My biggest decision is 20K between him and Welch. The price difference isn't the difference. It's just, you know, is Welsh going to be asked to do more in a better team, maybe going forward a bit better? It's a real tough one. It is. You could probably flip a coin and you're going to you get your answer, really, that's, with these two. That's what I did. That's what I've done <laughs> between those two. Yeah, I can't decide. Fair. He did and have like a career Welch- low in PPM last year. Sorry, Matty, uh, to cut yeah. you off. He, he had a career low. I think it was 0.8. And this guy's a, a very well-known 1.1 kind of PPM guy. So you can see how much of a really big impact Clemmer had on, on Saifidi's output, like you mentioned. Yeah, Welch has come back because of injury, though. Um, Saifidi was still playing. He just wasn't playing as good. It's It's hard. It's hard. Like, do you take the gamble on that just being the Clemmer effect? Clemmer demanding the ball, Clemmer doing more. Um, whether Saifidi puts his hand up and says, I'm the big dog now. Yeah, let's hope so. I think Daniel's in a better position to do that than Jacob is. Um, yeah, and it's too. clear that they're relying on both of them. Um, so if you had to choose between Daniel or Jacob, you'd take Daniel every day of the week. 7% owned currently. I thought that'd probably be more, to yeah. be honest. Um, so, yeah, a couple of years back, 1.4. You mentioned that. That's insane. 1.4 PPM is probably nearly impossible to maintain. Um, But even if he comes back to 1.2 or 1.1, that's a pretty big uptick if he gets the same amount of minutes. So, Hey, really important. He's actually come back. Um, He was 7% when we did did this five days ago. Um, Yeah, 6% now. Yeah, right. I like it. People jumping off. Maybe that's enough for me to jump back on. uh, (laughs) When I was sitting there with Welch, Welch was only like, 12 or 14% owned and Saifidi was a bit higher percent owned. And I don't know you, when you think that they're going to, they're going to do roughly the same. You might take a gamble and on a bit of a pod, but really I think your output's going to be the same either way. If you're looking for two mid ranges, I don't think you could really go wrong with both. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I had both. I don't mind it at all, but I think when you've got Stefano, you can probably use him as your front row too. Um, and then have a cheaper bench, and we'll be able to talk through a couple of those cheapy guys soon. So, mate, is it rapid-fire time? Oh, it is rapid-fire time. So all I was thinking, so that we covered a lot of blokes, if you feel like there's a point that we need to stop, then mention it. But I just want yes or no answers on these blokes. That's, okay. that's all I want. And relative to their price, not, you know, I would take him. I just just give me yes or no answers, and then if you think you need to elaborate, then go for it. But just give me your you haven't seen the list, so just give me your initial reaction. And um, like I said, I think initial reactions are really important with this sort of stuff. Sweet. Uh, All right, let's do it. Max King, five forty k. No. Does it need elaboration? I don't think so. He's a bit of a plotter, cool. just a guy that will get his work done, but that's it. So J- James Fisher Harris. 568k, 7% owned. I don't understand the 7% personally. Um, at that price, such an awkward price, uh, you can either go cheaper to Saifidi or Welch or you can go more expensive and 60k up to Cotter. No. If if they were the same price as Welch and Saifidi, I think I'd still probably look there. Yeah, yeah, fair fair call. Nelson Afala Solomona, 546k. Ah, big Nass. Uh... Not at the no, no. Cool. Regardless cool. of price, no. 
Corey Horsburgh, 505. Yes, I do like Corey Horsburgh this year. Um, it's It looks like he's going to play lock at the Raiders, which I'm a fan of. And 505, honestly, that's an extra, what, 10 or 15 up from Saifidi. So yep. they're in the same price bracket. Um, big red, got some work <laughs> in him, man. He's an absolute animal. He's a beast. So the problem is Ricky Roulette. Is that going to yep. play a factor here? El- um, Elliot was good. Maybe he can be worth 560K at the end too. Do you want to just make 60K if you do? Maybe big not red? Not with your starting pick. Yep. No. But, yeah, I, I do like him, but he's a watch. All right. Cohen Hess starting 400 Trap. <laughs> no, that's, Trap. that's all I needed. Spencer Lenu, 308K. I did not think we'd be talking about Spencer Lenu, but the only reason I mentioned is one in 10 people have him in their team. He's got to be a placeholder. Um, I mean, quality footballer. Great player, fits into the Panthers system incredibly well. Super coach relevant? No. Um, Stefano's 10K more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect example. Jack Hetherington, 266K. Jewel, 12% owned. Wait a minute, I know what you're going to say. 0.6 PPM. Yeah, mate, if I wanted. Um, a 80 minute second rower that's going to get you 45. I might look at him. Um, yeah. But no, uh, no interest. I don't the jewel's even, nice. He's not. A, is he much. even going to play 80 minutes? Nah, not enough. Nah, but he's going to get 40. The... But like he's going to get 45 if he plays 80 minutes. He's probably going to get 30 minutes. What's he going to yeah. get? 20. Just depends if he plays in the second row or the front row. I think he played in the second row a bit at para. Um, yeah, cool. If he plays up front, he'll obviously probably get close to that one ppm like most front rowers. But yeah, uh, there's too many better options. We'll talk about soon. Viliami Fafita, 200K. Let's see if this will sway you. 16% owned. Even better to fade that. (laughs) Um, 200K, yeah, he's bottom dollar price. That's why people have probably chucked him in the team. Um, Bottom dollar, placeholder, jewel, bit of flexibility there. He'll get bench minutes, 30 bench minutes a game. So unless he's going to have a 2 PPM for the year, um, I'll probably pass this. But there are, again, better options. So since as you've been talking up Christian Welch, let's go to yep. his own teammate, Jesse Brummage, 420K. His old teammate, he's, uh, let, he's going to be standing under the post with Tommy Gilbert, I think. <laughs> um, no, no, not a chance. I mean, Jesse Brummage, maybe six years ago in fantasy and supercoach, was one of the best front rowers you could have in the game. Um, but obviously he's you know getting on in age now, his role's changing a little bit. And obviously, you know, Wayne Bennett is going to rely on, on Brummage to lead that pack. But I don't know whether there's enough work from him uh, anymore to make him relevant. And that's why he's 420K, we need to remember. It's not like he's coming back from injury or anything. He's earned that price tag based yeah. on last year. So, yeah, yeah, you just yeah, think, you're like, Jesse Brummage, 420K. Like, if you're thinking that, just stop. Mate, if, I was, if it was 2015 and I went back in time, I'd be like, yeah, Jesse Brummage, happy days, <laughs> let's do this. But no, nah, not, not now. All right, that's, that's the game. That's the list. Beautiful. We got let let us cover a few in a hurry, hey? It does. I like it. We're going to have to continue to do that, I think, for future. Um, but you can you can answer the next ones. Um, <laughs> mate, so moving into our cheapies, there are not a ton of options, but a couple of really good ones that we'll talk through. So let's touch on them. Yeah. <laughs> How good is that? Well, we're sad. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I still consider Stefano cheap, and I think think he's got to be looked at at 
319k. Like when you have a look at Jack Hetherington being 12% owned, you just find yourself the extra the extra 60k. When you look at Spencer Lenu being 10% owned, you just find yourself the extra 10k. Think it's too good to be true. I just think that oh, it's too good. Like you just can't look past it. You just need him, lock him in, make some money. You know, move on to someone else later. If you, if and if he gets injured, fingers crossed he doesn't. Then you move on. Then, but you've got the opportunity for some really big price rises. The way he's been playing, absolutely, yeah, huge. Could it could be a five hundred, six hundred thousand super coach player by the end of the yep. season. That's yep. a massive upside. Mate, uh, the next one's yours. Go for yeah. it. I know you love this guy. <laughs> Davy, big Davy Moali, 234K. Um, he's 14% owned now. Uh, with some of the injuries that's happened to, you know, Sele and Havili, it's really just opened the door. I was looking at him anyway. I had him in my mm. team, um, just hoping that he got that, got that spot. Um, but, yeah, he's sort of been forced into it. He was... 14% owned, so that's rising. So he's 16% now. Everybody's catching on that it's gravy time. Um, yeah, do you have Big Davy in your team? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he's my uh, bench front row, one of my bench front rowers. Um, he scored 56 in the second trial in Supercoach uh, points, uh, scored a try, got over for a meat pie. He like, it, there's, He's probably one of the best options at that price. Um, we know now there's, like you mentioned, extended opportunity in this Rabbits pack now. Uh, they loved him before it which is why everyone was looking at it because they're like, this guy's going to be elite in a couple of years. You know, we're going to be talking about this guy as one of the, you know, one of the best in the game in, in three or four years time. And what they've done at the Rabbitohs is they've actually taken their time developing him too, which is really important. They haven't just gone and grabbed him out of New South Wales cup after half a good season and gone, here you go. Good luck, young fella. They've, he's spent a full year in New South Wales cup. They've brought him up the right way. He spent some time with the, the first grade squad a lot over the last year or two. Um, so he's at that stage of his development now where he's ready to take on a bigger role and, and will be ready physically as well to, to um, take on the big boys in the NRL. You, so, yeah. Do you fan. think it's going to be a bit of a slow burn or do you think he's going to come gun, gun blazers and then when some of those other guys come back, we're going to have to move on? I think he'll be one of those. He, he's not going to get you your 50s and 60s and stuff. He's not going to be at 450 to 500K in the first five or six weeks. That's not, that's not going to happen. But he's a guy you'll probably end up just keeping on your bench for more than half the season. And he'll eventually get to a point where potentially maybe there's another injury in the starters and he gets a starting role for three, four, five weeks. That's when you'll cash in from him. But I think he will plod a little bit uh, and he'll just slowly accumulate cash for you on the bench. You're not going to, let's face it, you're not playing him. You know, he's, he's your cheapest front row forward for a reason. You just put him on the bench, you let him make cash, and you hopefully upgrade him to someone, or he could be a stepping stone to a keeper in the future. Sounds Mate, good. My guy, it, yes. my other front row forward is Sean Kepi. Now, the reason I put him in, and I did it as soon as the second trial finished, he, he looked pretty good in the limited minutes that he got in the second trial, and they played him at lock. Um, so to, uh, Gerbo now and, and Kepi have done a bit of a swap. Um, I'm a big fan of Sean Kepi. He looked pretty good. Um, so if that swap stays permanent, which I'm hoping it does, we'll see what Teamless Tuesday brings. Uh, he's at a really good price as well. Uh, I wouldn't call that expensive or getting close to mid-range. I think that's, you know, pretty much cheapy territory, 274. I'm, I'm probably more excited to see Gerbo in front row than I am to see uh, to see Kepi. But, yeah, you've got to have one without the other. And, uh, yeah, he's on the rise too. In the last week, he has gone up a couple percent. So, Yeah, and look... If you, if I said to you, you could get a starting lock at two hundred and seventy-four thousand in your front row this year, well, 
you probably wouldn't ask too many more questions, would you? Yeah, I wonder why it's only 8%. Uh, do you think yeah. people just haven't haven't looked yet or uh, they wait for TLT and everybody will load up and get on? Or um, I can tell you that they've probably got Franklin Pele um, <laughs> instead of instead of him. Yeah. So you, you still have to find yourself that extra 50K, which is extremely hard, but yeah. Yeah, I've played a bit of cash that. Tetris with my Supercoach team this year so far, so <laughs> I know exactly how much ten grand can get you. I was six thousand dollars short of Carrigan in the makeup of the team that I had. Um, so yeah, every every thousand dollars absolutely helps. Um, we've already talked about Pele because he's one of the most owned, so we probably don't need to touch on him again. Um, yeah, look, I, I grab this the one. Next one. Um, ben Ben Murdoch Masilla. Uh, he is a handy jewel. He's two hundred and thirty four k. He was at 8.8% owned. I am a little worried about his role, and I would feel a lot better if he was playing that first week. I see he's on the on the rise. He's now an extra uh, extra couple percent owned. <sighs> Look, he was named in the second row for that trial. Top scored 49 for the Dragons, but if we're talking about these blokes, do you even care at 234k? If he was 234K and played for Redcliffe, then you'd probably have him in your team. Like, yes, he is going to be coming from under the try line a lot, but yeah, do you care at 234K? Yeah, not really. I mean, the hard part, uh, look, at, at worst you burn a trade, right, and you just go to another guy. If his role doesn't end up being what you wanted it to be when you when he gets around three or whatever, um, move him to another cheapie in the front row that will pop up out of nowhere that you can downgrade to. Um, yeah, I'd... Uh, I'm very wary about making sure I get my cheapies right at the start of the season because that can literally set up your whole season. Um, Tell me more about James Schiller. Tell me more about James Schiller. Perfect example (laughs) of somebody who absolutely ruined, uh, I think it was 20% or 15% of people that went with him to start the season last year. Um, I mean, not through any fault of his own, unfortunately. It was just one of those... Oh, here's a bottom dollar cheapie in the center wing. I'll grab him up without doing too much research or looking at it too deeply. That's what going, I did. Oh, well, out he goes. Um, so, yeah, no, you need to be careful with these guys. I, I, for me personally, if I'm taking a, I don't care if they're 200K or, or 500K, I'm looking at their role and looking at the potential for them to become a, either a starter or find themselves a minimum of 40 minutes um, in the current squad. I think, like, I'm going to take. Murdoch Masilla over Pele if Pele's not named, and then like I'm not going to be like hoping that Pele gets a run. I'd rather like a little slow burn. Maybe when I need to get rid of him, he's worth 280, and you know I can move to Pele after that for a trade. I can have that 60k like we spoke. That can go a long way. Yeah, it can. The, my concern is the round one buy. I mean, we're not going to get a look at Team List Tuesday when we have to pick our initial team. Yep. Right, so we're going to be taking complete guesses as to how uh, Hook lines up this St George lineup. Uh, I don't know whether there's too many guys you can bank on that you would be a hundred percent confident in their role coming into round two without seeing a team list. And Burn Murdoch Masilla could easily find himself with twenty five minutes off the bench in round two. Um, too much of a risk there for me without having any certainty around what the team looks like. Yep. All right. Takes into our next guy. Just the last guy I wanted to talk about is Tom Ale from the Warriors. Now. He, if he starts, I'm bringing him in instead of Kepi. I don't see him starting in this Warriors lineup, unfortunately, but we just never know what's going to happen. He has got a 1.35 PPM uh, last year, dominated the trials. 
I mean, you've got Adam Fanil Blake, you've got Josh Curran, you've got Tohu Harris, we've got, you know, uh, Murata Niakore now. Like, you've got, uh, and also, like, it's nearly impossible to see him breaking into this starting lineup. Nearly impossible. But he is a watch. He's, I'm banking him, chuck him in the back pocket. And then as soon as he starts getting some minutes or we see an injury or whatever, and we see an opportunity for him to, to get stuck in, he's going to be used as a really great downgrade option to free up some cash. So keep a close eye on Tom Ale. Um, all right, mate, we're coming to the end. Um, we've covered all of our front rowers, mate. The last thing to do, I guess, from here is to reveal our front row forwards. You want to kick us off? Yeah, yeah. I was able to find a little bit of money after uh, after moving a bit around into me front row. Uh, so I've got Ruben Cotter. I've got Stefano. I've got Dan Saifidi. And then I've just got Davi Moali just sitting there, just waiting, um, seeing what's going to happen. So you've spent a fair bit more than me in the front row. Uh, I've, I've gone pretty cheap in the front row, like I mentioned at the start of the, the show. Um, so I've got Christian Welch, 464K. I've got Stefano at 319. I've got Sean Kepi at 274. And then Davey Moali at 234. So um, we've both got Stefano and Davey. Let's hope some big things for them. Um, but yeah, plenty of ways you can make up your side. Uh, my preference is going light in the front row this year. There's not many great options and it's not a high upside position. Uh, I'd rather spend my cash elsewhere. But again, you know, I can't talk you out of guys like Cotter or Tarpany either. I really hope that maybe I'm sitting there with Safidi and Cotter. I don't have to touch anybody in my front row until the origin period. Safidi's probably a bit of a question mark. Cotter's going to get picked. Move on to Tarpany. Uh, keep rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff, mate. Love it. Um, guys, just a quick reminder as we wrap up, make sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that like, um, turn those notifications on so you don't miss any of our future episodes. We'll continue to work our way through all of these positions and do a deep dive into your best options uh, throughout each position. And until then, you've listened to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. We will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.